And welcome, everybody, to another Strange Uncle's Oddities. Um, so, you know, we've talked in the past on these tidbits, on these oddities, that uh, we have covered some just weird places. Uh, it's one thing that fascinates both Josh and I, uh, and there's so many of them around the world, you know, within the United States. Uh, if I remember, I think we did a quick issue oddities where we covered uh, just strange towns, one of them in Pennsylvania, I think Centralia, been on fire since the, the 60s, and the town's pretty much abandoned because they can't put it out. Um, kind of what Silent Hill was based off of, the movie, uh, just weird stuff like that, which is just amazing. On this one, uh, we are going to cover some ghost towns, and these are 12 ghost towns that pretty much time forgot, and so uh, here we go. Some of the most exciting American history comes from the days of the gold rush in the Wild West. If gold or silver was discovered at a mine, a town could emerge overnight. And literally overnight, some of these things are are crazy. Within weeks, thousands of people all of a sudden inhabit an area and they call it a town. It's it's mind-boggling. However, uh, when those mines dried up, the opposite could also happen. Of course, the towns could all disappear within a few years, and many of them have. While many ghost towns are reminders of days of old, some are more recent, with darker histories tied to sickness or unsafe living conditions. Driving through a ghost town and seeing the dilapidated buildings can be eerie enough, but seeing these forgotten towns from above can show how isolated these once bustling towns truly are now. And a lot of these are basically uh, images from Google Earth, um, which is kind of cool. So, you know, if you like it, follow along, you know, look these towns up on Google Earth and, and you can see kind of what's sitting there in it. It really is kind of surreal. Uh, the first one we're going to hit is Kelso, California. The small town of Kelso, California uh, was built as a rest stop for trains passing through the blazing Mojave Desert. Because of this, the focal point of the town was the train depot. Approximately 2,000 people lived in Kelso at its largest in the 1940s after a few mines opened up nearby. However, those mines were closed by the 1950s, and the people started to move away. Uh, when the train depot closed in 1986, that spelled the end of the town. However, the National Park Service ended up saving the depot, and it's now open to visitors as the visitor center for the Mojave National Preserve. Um, next up, uh, we have Virginia City, Montana, which is a place that my mom and dad took me when I was a young one. Uh, kind of cool, because they, they fixed it up. Uh, Virginia City was once one of the wealthiest towns in the entire Rocky Mountain region. Gold was rich in the area with an estimated value of $100 million worth of gold being found in the region in the 1700s and the 1800s. Virginia City was even at one point the capital of the territory of Montana with 10,000 residents living in and around the town in the 1800s. However, the gold eventually dried up in the late 1800s and people started moving away again until all that was left was a shell of a town. Today, Virginia City has been renovated to look like it did nearly 200 years ago. There are 150 buildings that have been preserved, and tourists can experience saloons and penny arcades like the gold rushers did uh, so long ago. Uh, every year, they even have an old Western ball, which people can attend in period costumes. Um, and if I remember right, one thing that stuck out for me, again, I think I was like 10 or 11 when we went, there was a double-decker outhouse, and... <laughs> And, and I, I don't know if you're dirty enough to be the one using it on the bottom. Um, anyway, just, just a note, just a memory, I guess. Next up, we have St. Elmo, Colorado. Nestled in the Rockies, St. Elmo, Colorado drew silver and gold miners in the late 1800s. At its peak, the town had around 2,000 residents. Uh, but in the 1890s, a fire destroyed much of the business section of the town and the of course, population started to decline after that, and then in the 1920s, the train route stopped going through St. Elmo at all, and the town just kind of dried up. Uh, today, visitors can see more than 40 buildings that still remain, including a general store that still operates in the summer. 
And this is kind of a fun one. I, I didn't know if it existed till I was uh, reviewing this. Uh, Spokane. South Dakota, not Washington. Spokane, South Dakota lies just 15 miles north of the famous Custer State Park. The town was built up around the mining in the area, and it reached its peak in the late 1800s. But, as is common for the time, the mines eventually ran dry, which is a common theme, it seems like. Uh, Couple this with the murder of a prominent citizen, and people were soon ready to just get out of town. Uh, today, the town is much less kept up, but some of the ghost towns on this list, with most of the remaining buildings falling apart and being quite dangerous to enter. The highlight of the remaining structure is an old schoolhouse. Again, that's uh, Spokane, South Dakota. Kind of <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, Kennecott, Alaska. Next up here. Kennecott was a mining and mill town in the early 1900s. In a 20-year span, nearly $200 million worth of copper was processed in uh, the town. Between the mine and the mill, approximately 600 people worked and resided there. But late 1920s, the war of the mine was starting to run out and the railroad needed costly repairs. So rather than invest in the town, uh, the mining company just kind of pulled stakes and shut it down. The town was acquired by the National Park Service in the late 1990s as it sits in the middle of the Wrangell St. Elias National Park. The Park Service has renovated some buildings both for modern use and as historic preservation, which is kind of cool. I think, uh, you know, the First Service has saved a lot of these uh, towns and a lot of these uh, areas uh, for history, and, and it's um, good on them. It, it's really, really cool thing. Um, next, we have Good Springs, Nevada. Well, Good Springs, Nevada is only a 45-minute drive south of the Vegas Strip. Oh, shit, I didn't know it. It couldn't have a more different feel. Good Springs didn't spring to life until 1904. Uh, get it, spring to life. When the Keystone Mine was discovered. Over its lifetime, the mine produced over 85 million pounds of zinc and lead, and this prosperity brought miners who needed homes. This town never got too large, though. Uh, maxed out at about 800 people in the late 1920s, uh, but there's still a couple hundred people who live in Good Springs to keep up the historical buildings and keep the Pioneer Saloon, which... Coincidentally, is the oldest bar in Nevada, uh, stocked and running. So kind of cool, kind of cool. And this was a weird one. I stumbled on this, and maybe we'll do a full-length article on this, because it's got a lot of history to it. A North Brother Island may look like an idyllic little forest to get away from the shores of New York City. But in the late 1800s, North Brother Island was the last place you wanted to go. In 1885, I'm sorry, excuse me, 1855, uh, Riverside Hospital began sending infectious disease patients to a compound on the island. Uh, These patients suffering from tuberculosis, smallpox, measles, and typhoid fever were quarantined on the island indefinitely. Oh, shit. Crappy way to to end everything. Uh, Mary Mallon, also known as... Typhoid Mary, in case you guys haven't guessed, uh, was held on the island for 26 years after it was discovered that she still was serving food after being identified as the first asymptomatic carrier of typhoid. After the hospital facilities closed in the 1940s, veterans and their families lived in the buildings in the 50s. The decade after, the buildings operated as an addiction treatment center for adolescents, and since then, the buildings have been left to decay, and uh, literally, the forest has taken them over, and if you see pictures of this, it's it's very surreal, and just to know that it's a stone's throw from New York City um, is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, Thurmond, West Virginia. Like many other towns on this list, Thurmond was a railroad town. It was a major stop for passengers, and the train depot welcomed more than 75,000 passengers a year in the early 1900s. Thurman also had highly successful coal mines nearby that furthered the prosperity of the area. But the downfall of the town came from the popularity of the new technology, the automobile. 
Less people were taking trains, and those who still were were riding on diesel trains, which needed fewer pit stops than steam engines. Couple this downtick with the Great Depression and a large fire in the town, and Thurman was kind of caught dead to rights. Didn't really have a chance. Today, the historical buildings are upkept by the National Park Service. Yet again, thank you for service for uh, saving us. Calico, California is next up. Uh, this town actually was very short-lived compared to the others we, we've uh, mentioned. Uh, silver was discovered there in 1881, which brought settlers to live in the town. But by the mid-1890s, silver had declined in value to the point where the townsfolk packed up and just left. In the 1950s, one Walter Knott bought up the ghost town and restored nearly all the buildings to what they looked like in the late 1800s. The town is now part of the San Bernardino County Regional Park System and was dubbed as... California Silver Rush Ghost Town by Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger in 2005. Kind of cool. And this is one we've talked about in the past, but I'm going to throw it in here because uh, it's just, uh, it's horrible is what it is actually. Uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania. Uh, Centralia is one of the more modern ghost towns in America. It was a small community that supported mostly coal miners with a population of about 1,500. But... The coal underneath the town is what eventually led to its demise. In 1962, a fire was set in the dump outside of town, and soon it spread beneath the town itself. Over the next decade, residents noted strange things, like how the gas in the gas station's underground chambers was 100 degrees hotter than it really should have been, um, and some underground areas reached 900 degrees Fahrenheit. The town became physically dangerous after a 150-foot sinkhole opened up, and a 12-year-old boy got swept in and died. Um, many of the locals saw that this is kind of the final warning sign, and they packed up on the left. Even today, you can still see smoke rising from the ground in certain areas of the town, like the cemetery. That's not fucking creepy at all. Because of the vast deposits of coal underground, it is estimated that the subterranean fire could continue to burn for another, wait for it, century. Jesus, crazy. Shaniko, Oregon is our next stop. In 1903, Shaniko, Oregon was given the nickname the Wool Capital of the <laughs> of the World. Maybe that's why it's ghost town. After shipping over 2,000 tons of wool in a year span. Wool and wheat were big money makers in Shaniko and in early 1900s with over 1 million bushels of wheat shipped and the shepherds bringing in $5 million in wool sales a year. Holy shit, that's less sheep. Uh, Shaniko was also a hub for a railway, which only added to its booming nature. But... 1911, a rival railroad company opened a more direct line from Portland to Bend, and the people passing through Shaniko plummeted. This was the beginning of the end, as the train route through the town eventually was put out of service altogether. Today, there's a lack of readily available water, so people can only visit the ghost town for a day. And lastly, I'm sure many of you have heard this, uh, and very interesting uh, stories about this town being haunted have been uh, circulating for, for decades. Um Bodhi, California, or Bodhi. I'm not too sure. I've heard it pronounced both ways. So let's just say Bodhi right now. In its heyday, Bodhi, California was a bustling gold mining town of 10,000 people. Located just northeast of Yosemite National Park, Bodhi sprang to life after William S. Bodhi. Oh, so his name is disguised, changed. So the name of the town is B O D I E, but uh, William S. Bodhi's last name is spelled B O D E Y. Um, interesting. Anyway, there you go. So that's called Bodie. I uh, discovered gold in 1859. In just 20 years, 2,000 buildings were built throughout the town, including, holy shit, 70 saloons, because I guess you can, right? But by the late 1880s, the mines no longer delivered any gold. 
A fire destroyed part of the town and the next decade, driving many people away after that. Um, however, the final nail in Bodie's coffin was another fire in 1932, which only left 10% of the town and the building still standing. So, yeah. So there you go. 12, uh, 12 towns. You can look up on Google Earth. You can see it. They're still there. Again, a uh, big proponent of just traveling. And, you know, hey, if you got a, your wife or your significant other doesn't mind you having a second agenda, then, uh, hey, check these towns out and uh, let us know. You can write us at strangeuncles at gmail.com. Uh, stay strange, everyone.